Okay, so I'm recording. Now? Yeah. Cross the threshold of getting married, and you find out what it really means to be married. <laughs> We're answering Tyler Perry's play. Why did I get married? Why did I get married? And am I staying married? What does marriage mean? We we hope to to help someone. Millennial women, married women, not just a married woman, but like an engaged woman, married men, definitely. But we're gonna talk about some of these topics and some tips, and communication, finances, finances, and sex. So I'm Rekina Lucky. That's <laughs> this is a good point. I'm Megan <laughs> Kelly, and we are the Band of Ease. Hey y'all, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yes, we're back. We are back and our episode today is going to be discussing hashtag goals. Goals, dreams, aspirations. Um, we have them. <laughs> yep, we, we've got relationship goals, we've got career goals, spiritual goals, uh, physical goals. We got goals. There it is. But what does that look like in your marriage? How does that translate? How do you work through goals? Um, I'm excited for this one. I, I need this. <laughs> it's a constant. It's a constantly shifting area in your relationship. Um, right, right. With us being married so far. Going on eight years. Dang, it's flying, man. Honey. <laughs> is it, it eight? Yes. Eight That's is so after weird. seven. <laughs> Have we hit seven for sure? That's yes. so weird. It's, it really feels like it's going super fast. Really? I mean, it's not really like I don't believe you, but really like like I'll feel like this one day. You promise? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You will. No, for real. I feel like after um, a certain amount, you just, I don't know, maybe you keep counting, but I stopped counting. That's why I always go, what? Eight? Like yeah. after I'll say like four or five, I felt like we were, I stopped counting. If it, if it matters, it doesn't really like, like our whole dating period, I guess. I don't really count that anymore. Cause technically, Me either. Right. Cause I like, technically I've known him probably as long as you've been married is mm-hmm. how long I've known like who Joe is as a person. Right. So I don't, but I don't count that. I only count. Okay. We've only been married for two years. Me too. Ryan okay. and I have technically known each other for um, what he likes to say. I've known you more than half of my life. Oh, and it's true, but it's interesting because we've never known each other in all of the time that we spent before marriage, mm-hmm. we never knew each other like we know each other now. That that is beautiful. I think it's a song lyric. I mean, if not, okay. someone should make it into a song. You know, right? It's just love, like you know, like to say I grew, I grew up, I I matured with this right. person. But in any relationship, doesn't a title always somehow make a shift, even if it's mental? Yes, um, that's why I said from them. Your, <laughs> amen. You done told the truth right there. <laughs> but no, you were saying like your mother, what? No, like mother, daughter, brother, mm-hmm. sisters, different expectations mm-hmm. with the title. So if you are my friend, that's one level of responsibility or expectation that I may have of right. that relationship. Right, right. Um, and and we define it, but there, it's still there. For sure. For Boyfriend sure. and same for husband. So. so do you think that that boils over to goals too? Absolutely. Like, because before um, getting married, my goals were 100% independently up to me. Come on now. Speak a word. And when you say 100% up to you, please please tell the congregation. Before, okay, Ryan did not live in state. Um, He wasn't in the Californias? He wasn't in the Californias when we first started dating. So, for example, it was very easy for me to say, well, this is where I'm going to live. 
This is what I'm going to do. Rather it fits with our relationship or not. Mm -hmm. I have the autonomy to decide um, what I wanted to do. Rather it was best for our relationship or not. I got you. And I got to decide what was best, period. (laughs) (laughs) What was best for me was what was best, you know, at that time. And now um, with the transition into being married um, and with us having children. Plural. Now, right. Because even I would say if it were just him and I, there may, I can't speak to it in all honesty because I didn't experience it. We got pregnant pretty early in our marriage but right, right. even in that short time it was still more freedom right because right. we're still like just deciding and you know right. we check in with each other right. but not much was being you know right right plus he's in a completely different state so it's not like he's in the next room or in the next like right you know city over or whatever so right. of course there's a level of I won't say freedom I'll just say that there's a right. level of um ah what's the word? It's just it you responsibility? That no. that yeah, but there's also a a a a level of when you don't have to run every detail by another person. Because if you're freedom. living out of state, okay, I'm back to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> like, sounds like freedom to me because no if you're living out of state right like they're not talking to you about your your everyday movement it might be highlights of certain things like that you know mm-hmm. but like when you live in in the same house they're automatically it's okay well if I'm eating then I have to factor in this other person eating and if I am you know paying this schedule bill, I gotta factor in exactly yeah, it's because now that, your resources affect one another. Right. Your decisions affect, affect one another right. more directly. Right, right. For sure. For sure. So when you, before you and Ryan got married, when you guys were just dating, it was 100% Megan. What Megan wants, Megan gets. And when you guys got married, did that change in any way? It did. It went through, um, okay, what we missed, what I missed was communicating through the change. Mm. I think we both missed that, both him and I. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I would say of the two of us, he might have communicated more. Mm, ah. This is this one's hard to decipher, but what I will say is it didn't equal effective communication. I understand. I understand. We might have been communicating in our own <laughs> ways and the ways we're used to communicating right, 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 or right. lack thereof. Right, right. Because you do communicate even when you fail to communicate. Oh, honey. If I do something without speaking with you, I'm right. still communicating a message to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And so we did do that as well. And so we still didn't practice effective communication. Understood. Um, so we went through a lot of like bumps and changes with mm-hmm. goals. Also just being younger and married, not fully understanding that what I communicate as my goal today can absolutely be different next year. <laughs> Girl. Circumstances change so much and so quickly that now I already have a more flexible mind and we're just more on the same page as far as like, this is where we want to go. Having actual relationship goals, um, family goals. And for our family, we've already, um, so interesting, but yesterday we've already determined that our three priorities are God, family, and community. Amen. And especially with a lot of the craziness that is going on right now. Um, That's actually what incited us to have the conversation. Right, right. I was just about to ask that, like, what brought about that conversation? And like, because that order is, I feel like it's not something that we've seen a lot. Like... 
the order has been different, at least in in what I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's been your family, then God, then your community. Mm-hmm. Or for some people, your community, then your family, then God. Mm-hmm. But I, And then for some, like married people, it's the kids, mm-hmm. then our relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like everything's going to fall apart if God isn't at the... And I'll be honest, for me, it was him who spoke this as his priorities and I adopted them. Amen. I initially, if I were asked on a separate questionnaire (laughs) prior to our discussion, I Mm -hmm. might have included um, a career goal Mm -hmm. as my top three priorities. It would have probably been God, family, career, something like that. Right. And when he said community, I felt that he was right. And I felt that even with the work that I do, it aligns with what I want to see in my community. Of course it does. Of course it does. Yeah. And, and we had a really, really great conversation um, that was actually sparked from a church wide meeting that was called at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it was to discuss um, what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. in hearing a lot of people's experience um, with being Black, with teaching their kids Blackness, right. and that's where we are at. We're having to explain to our six-year-old son, you're Black. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and How do you even like, because I don't know what I'm having. Um, so like, how do you even like start that conversation? One, I don't know. Okay. But I'm learning and, and I don't want to say I don't know, as in I haven't done any work. I've talked to people, I've read, I've thought about tips of, we've been very thoughtful in our approach, but I still think executing parenting is um, like anything. It's taking things that you learn, but you're now applying it. Right, right. And your child has a personality as well, which is of a variable course. that you can't control. Right. So the way I teach my son <laughs> might be a little different, although very similar to the way I teach my daughter. Right, right. And so right. Um, this is our first boy and our son is actually very sensitive um, meaning that he's very aware of information Um, he has a very good sense of atmosphere and what's going on for sure for sure and of course for our little black boy we want to empower him Mm mm-hmm and we want him to love his blackness, but we also want to know want him to know the challenges that that comes with of course in our American society. Of course. And I feel like the unfair part of it is that we have to teach our children a level of survival as a as a as a goal. Whereas I feel like there's no other race that has to do it on the level that we have to do it. That's that's correct. And I've really been um, putting a lot of thought into how I can execute that. I want him to feel, I want him to grow up knowing what's his. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. and, and something that I'm cognizant of is um, in George Floyd's death and many others, the videotapes that we see mm-hmm. that are being replayed across the nation um, anger some people and have moved them to action, but there's a whole psychological effect that it has to the negative as well. Of course. Where you are seeing public lynching of Black men, mm-hmm. where I'm not sure you um, saw a video that went viral of a white woman in Central Park who had her dog off the leash. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she understands that police, that your black body is Mm -hmm. a threat to the police force. So she actually threatened calling the police and put on a front as if she she was actually, her life was being threatened. Right, which already puts now his survival at risk. Right. And but psychologically for the black man, 
it's feeding you that same thought of this could be your fate. Because. So move in fear. Yes. Yes. Move every. Don't even. When you come out of your house, if you're not afraid, then there's something wrong. Right. James Baldwin has a quote. um, I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like to be black in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage all the time. All the time. You did great on that paraphrase. Thank you. But like, it's, it's, it's so, it's like every time I see him leave the house, like it's that quick prayer, like, you know yeah and it's or like when we're in gatherings and we walk each other to the car like hey you good be safe send me a text message when you get home like we always send each other with those monikers like in the back of our minds we're still thinking that there's something that may be out of your control to keep you from getting from my home yeah yeah which is crazy it's crazy, but I'm the person that always tries to find the good in the bad. Right. We're called to do that. And we are called to do that. All people okay. should do that, but we are definitely okay. called to do that. Um, the beauty that I see in it is the reality of who you are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, your ancestry, your strength, your genius, your health. As a black person, we have a lot of things in our corner <laughs> when For it sure. comes to just being black. And I'm not trying to speak any division here. Um, but the more that I learned about the melanin in my skin mm-hmm. and my ancestors and Africa and the actual beauty that it is right. um, and the genius that comes comes from there, right. help me understand, like, I'm one of the strongest. Like, our ancestors actually survived right. the slave trade and right. slavery. We have a... We have a unique... A very unique, but a very strong lineage, okay? If it means anything about us at all. For sure. And if anything, I think, I forget who said it, but um, that that in itself leads to a lot of what comes up against us. And because you have a lot of purpose, or the way I see it, the beauty that I see in it is that it's because you have so much purpose and so much potential and so much power. Right. And I don't think that it's a big argument, but I feel like a lot of black people feel that our power is our is what makes us so threatening. And it's I not agree. a physical power, it's everything. It's mental, it's physical, it's spiritual. It's cultural, it's it's financially like we control a we lot and they don't everything. <laughs> right. Like a trillion dollars, I think. How we have it, I have right. no idea. But honey. Jordan will never have a problem because we will always buy his shoes. Right. Like when we're able to couple, keep this in mind, I call it big picture. Whenever I'm speaking to my husband, I say, keep the big picture picture in mind, right? Right. Umbrella. And knowing that in our union, we have children that we are grooming to enter into society as adults and not just survive, but thrive. Yes. Yeah. And how are we going to teach our young black boys and girls to thrive? The right. first thing we have to do um if we're in a position to is we want our homes to thrive, right, which right. affects for me and for mm-hmm. my marriage mm-hmm. affects our goals. Agreed. Cuz if we can't what's the uh, cliche saying? Um if your house isn't in order or something like that. Then how can anything else like if right if, <laughs> if you the two of you aren't talking or the two of you can't come to a consensus then you the two of you aren't gonna work together for that same goal right 
So already your energy is being divided against these two separate factions and two different roads. Whereas right. if you two are working together, you could knock out more, you know, or accomplish more of your your goals and um, jump over those hurdles together. Right. And the more aligned that you could become with your partner in goals, um, the more support that you have from your partner in goals, the more you guys are aligned and your children then don't have to choose who's right. They don't have to choose mom or dad. Right. right. Which is just something that I've been thinking about because um, our experiences were both just our moms. My, so ours like, too. Ours too. Right. So like our moms were right. And even if they weren't right, then we they were right. Mom was always, always right. She's still right till this day. That part. But <laughs> in the moment, though, you know, when you were like a teenager or whatever, and your mom would say something and you'd be like, mm, that don't feel right. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't go against her necessarily, depending on, you know, how the rules and stuff were set up, because that was still your guardian. That was still your parent. Mm-hmm. Whereas we have households, Megan, where you know, if if your child wanted to, he could ask you one question, get one answer, and then go to Ryan and get another one. Right. You and know, he so. does. <laughs> and when he comes and he asks me, it's so interesting. He asks me questions and I go, did you ask your dad? Because certain questions I could tell how he's evading his father. Like, mm-hmm. mom, <laughs> can I watch TV? And I'm like, he came to me because he's like, mom was most likely to say yes. Mm. And I say, did you ask your dad? And he's either say yes or no. Right, right. And if you say yes, I ask him, what did he say? No. Well, then what you asking me for? If one of us say no, it's no. Right. See that, if one of us says no, then it's no from the both of us. I think Yeah, it's like multiplication. Yeah. A positive plus a positive equals a positive. <laughs> but a positive plus a negative, negative always equals all a always. negative. It's always. a no. <laughs> and so it's like just trying to figure that out. Like, you know, okay, well, we have two different like parenting styles. So it's like, okay, how are we going to, or how are we going to figure out like, and then I think I'm just thinking way too much right now because at this point, I kid ain't here yet. Like, <laughs> Um, so the main thing, I guess, is just like getting on the same page and building for them. And how do you get on the same page? Um, that's why we're here and that's why we're talking. So you can tell me. No, um, what has kind of worked has been having the conversation. Say it again. Having the conversation. And you know, I don't like to say it just one more time. I don't like to have the conversation, but, um, having it is what helps me understand where he's coming from and it helps him understand where I'm coming from and I think with the both of us like for me my my main goal has just been unity right because like you said like when one parent answers that's the the answer for the parent Mm -hmm. um and conveying that like from day one so the kid understands like, no, it's, this isn't a him versus me or me versus him. This is a us against you. And the most <laughs> important thing is to have that in front of your kids. Right. Because if they see it, they will know. They will get used to it and they will know. And there's been times where Ryan said no, and I didn't mm-hmm. agree with it. I would have mm-hmm. said no, and I think mm-hmm. that should have been yes. Right. But I'm like, dad said no. Right. And then later on, when we're by ourselves, I say, you know, I feel like for X, Y, and Z reason that Mm -hmm. it was okay that he does does this. And because I Mm -hmm. gave him the respect of not challenging him in front of our child. Right. Which husbands need. They need that. That's absolute. Right. Um, He gives me... He he usually, if I talk to him one-on-one, he's like, okay, cool. And then he'll come around and be like, hey, it's cool if you watch TV. And it might be because, like, I might observe that Ryan is saying no for seven days a week. And I'm like, 
We got to give him a day. Yeah, he's doing everything we ask, X, Y, and Z. You know, let's at least create a parameter for him to be able to. And and I had already expressed to him in this specific example, you could watch TV on Friday after five, Saturday and Sunday, right? Mm. And that's what I gave. So he doesn't ask for it Monday through Thursday, and he will only start to mention it Friday night. Now, he'll come behind me and say, no, you can't watch TV. And I'll later on say, hey, um, I want you to know I told him this and I put him under these restrictions. Mm -hmm. So unless he has done something to get it taken away, can we please honor that? Right, right. I like that. I really do. I'm taking notes. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be... It's an ebb and a flow. Right, right. And it's a water and grow. Come come on. Say, say that one again. It's an ebb and a flow and it's a water and grow. Yes. <laughs> I like that. So, um, so how that was you... an example with our child. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. I was going to say that was an example with our child, but um, goals are forever changing. So I feel like we could give a lot of different examples i've gone to grad school in our marriage Mm -hmm. we've we've gotten pregnant twice Mm -hmm. we've decided on schools um i have the the um physical like goals as far as like weight loss and toning and he also has physical goals and we approach them very differently Mm -hmm. um and then we also have career goals and a lot of it has to be communicated through to be supported even properly. But so what like, are some things that you might think of when you think of relationship goals from your experience? Um, so this is the first time that I like did a budget with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so like financially it was okay. My student loans, your student loans, um, you know, how are we going to, budget just being together financially um what does that look like and in our premarital counseling that was a whole session like we had homework to do to gather um you know like um accounts and look through and and then decide okay how how are we going to um budget things that weren't bills um, cause Amazon wasn't, I mean, Amazon was there, but it wasn't Amazon, Amazon when we first got together. So it went from, you know, me just buying every, like buying a phone case a day, Megan, I had a problem. Because um, it's so accessible. Because it was accessible and because all of mine were under $3, I felt like I was, um, well within my right because it was under $3. But you only going to use like two of those phone cases unless you change them out with your outfits. Which I ended up changing them every week like I changed my purse, but that's neither here nor there. But did you um, guys agree on a financial goal? We did. And that's when it started to um, impact because at the time we didn't have, we were living in an apartment. Um, and so we were trying to figure out, okay, well, we need X amount of dollars to um, buy a home in Los Angeles. So we're going to have to forego some things, right? And so right. it's like, okay, well, you know, we can't eat out as much. We can't we, eat. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> we should stop showering <laughs> and you utilizing get soap. Get your hair done. Get your hair done. That natural hair stuff is just... <laughs> You know, I mean, <laughs> you can just put it in some braids for a few months while we stop. For a few months. And when you <laughs> feel like, you know, feel like your throat scratching a little bit, go get you some uh, raw apple cider vinegar. Right. Right. Um, you don't need these doctor bills. Like, it was just, a, um, so that was the first thing, like the the financial goal. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, but like one of the initial things. And your financial goals impact so much. It'll for a lot of people, it'll impact your decisions in your career, what job you take and don't take, if you do further your education, if you start a family, um, or or grow your family. Finances is a huge conversation that Mm -hmm. actually needs to happen repetitiously. 
For sure. Because as goals shift, your financial situation shifts. Also, exactly, exactly. Um, another goal we had was our um, spiritual relationship and our relationship with God. Um, so coming into um, our marriage, uh, our premarital counseling, that was a lot of what we talked about. So it was like, okay, what does... What what does our prayer life look like now? And what individual and collective goals do we have that we want to accomplish together? Because at the time, like, I'm trying to wrap my mind around head of household and what expectations I have already lent that to and what expectations he has and trying to figure out, like, okay, how do we work these things out together? Because... Before that, we would pray over food or we would, you know, like yeah. pray if we were in specific like religious places where we had to. But it wasn't like it was something that we um, had goals for a budgeted time for out uh, together. Yeah. Um, like I would have my alone time and we would go to Bible study together. But like. That was pretty much it. And so having a goal and then of of what we wanted to accomplish, like, you know, I want to have a closer relationship with God for X, Y, and Z. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to have a closer relationship um, with you when it comes to this so that we're on the same page with things like um, how we approach conversations, how we approach, uh, you know, beliefs of tides. How we, um, you know, how church, like not just the communal people, but the actual building. Like when we first got together, I want to say I had like six or seven different positions. Mm. But, um, you know, he joined my church. And so that was a thing. Um, So then it was like, okay, well, how we had a conversation. I know I'm jumping all over the place. I'm sorry. We had a conversation about my career goals. And he was like, well, you know, as much as I love your dedication and your and your camaraderie and your support, he was like, you don't like your time management. You don't have any time to manage to get this. <laughs> He's like, you don't have any time. Like, you're always leaving this place to go to this place, to go here, to go there. And by the time you get home. You haven't accomplished half the stuff that you set out to accomplish for yourself. Mm-hmm. And having that accountability of someone to hold me accountable to say, look, this is what you said you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not accomplishing it. Not because you don't want to, but how does it feel being held accountable? I don't always like it. You know, yeah. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> yeah, that part. But, like it really helped me understand the difference between productivity and just busy. Oh, yeah. And I didn't for, you know, decades, I want to say. I think I've been, quote, unquote, busy mm-hmm. since I was like 15. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. you're just toiling. Honey, have someone else come in and be like, well, you know, um, I know you said you're busy, and I know you said you wanted to do this, but um yeah these three ministries that you're a part of they have other capable hands in them mm-hmm. where you could, like delegate stuff mm-hmm. or this one doesn't even necessarily like really need you and also I feel like um I totally get that we're having this conversation out of order but let's roll <laughs> And what you're saying is just really striking me that um, if you haven't determined what your goal is, then you will take on tasks that are not aligned. That other people have assigned to you. And some assignments are okay, but you need to know when they aren't. Correct. You need to know when a no needs to be there. Right. And I think that. For a long time with my problem, I didn't want to say no. Right. A problem like in saying no. Right. You know? Um, but 
Um, I think I went all over the place. I'm sorry. Um, no, you were making very good points. You were talking about the spiritual side and the financial side to goals as an individual and a couple. Because I feel like those are the those are the main two that we those are the starting place for sure. <laughs> That's where we had to start. Like, yeah. Because if we're not on the same page about our spirituality, we're not at least for myself and for Joe. We're we're not going anywhere. Right. If we can't agree on um, that, then how are we supposed to build anything else? Well, a couple of things. I believe that one for sure, um, it says pray about all things. Amen. And all things means all things. So if it is your goal as a couple or as a goal as an individual, you need to be praying on that and hearing from God on that. Um, So that you are moving to the best of your knowledge in alignment with what you're calling in your purpose is. Yes. Right? And so mm-hmm. before there is ever even a joint collective goal, you need to be, you know, mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. about it. Like sure. you have this thought, oh, God, I really want to start a family or, oh, God, I really want to save to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever those things are, you need to go into prayer about that. And depending on how big it is, you might need to go into fasting too. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but you... Prayer. You need to, yeah, you need to pick a prayer and fasting in all things. So Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to limit it to goals, but your goals does not, um, is not exclusive of that. Right. And so with that, with the second little note is when two or three are gathered in his name, he is also present. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got somebody there in your house. To be joined with you in agreement. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and it says that he is present. So if you have a husband or a child, I say y'all get together and y'all bring all the goals as a, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you got power in prayer by yourself mm-hmm. for those who know the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And now you got somebody always there to be that second person. Mm-hmm. Like we gon' we go we gonna activate this. <laughs> so already, you know, I believe that that's a great part to eat, a great place to even start in communication. Of course, of course. So um, is in prayer, and then so let's say we align ourselves spiritually. Um, for us in our household. Mm-hmm. A lot of something that you said earlier was um I forget exactly how you said it, but essentially you have your goals and he has his goals. Um and to get them on the same page. Oh, you said we're gonna have to edit this, but there anyway. <laughs> Earlier, something earlier that you said that caught my attention was you said, I have my style of parenting and he has his style of parenting. But what you're going to find in parenting is a new style, a style that's never existed before because it's neither yours nor his. It's a merger of the two. And um, I like to think of things as win-wins. So Mm -hmm. if someone has a purpose for parenting a certain way and another person has a purpose for parenting a certain way, there's a way to merge them so that you both win. Amen. And um, I believe that with a lot of goals as well. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. spiritually, the way we exercise things, him and I, is still different. Mm -hmm. We believe in the same God. We believe. We uh, worship at the same church and we still have slightly different ways of going about worship and praise with God. Of course. So what does that look like when we bring it together? Um, The things that we do together, we have decided that we're going to raise our family in church because as we talked about earlier, it's a bigger picture and we want to raise up our son the way to go. And I believe that God knows the way to go. (laughs) 
So we already have established that, okay, we're going to go to church every day. Many churches offer extensions like Bible study, small group, um, and Mm -hmm. conferences and other like subsectors that where you get to continue your education, right? You continue learning and worshiping with the Lord. Now, okay, which one of those are we going to attend or not? Maybe some you do individually, maybe some you do together. Obviously, I think that the more you do it together, the more you're on the same, you know, wavelength of thinking. Right, right, right. Um, But for us, something, some things we do the same, some things we don't. Right. And um, he's expressed before being on time is important. So that's something that we've made adjustments where he does certain things at home to help us be on time because I felt like he might have felt that I was the reason being late, but I had other factors that I didn't share with him. So all these things with the lining, um, our prayer every day with our children, our Mm -hmm. Sunday, the nine o'clock prayer call. So it's just a lot of things that we over time talk about, express what we'd like to see change. And so there's things that we do together. We do them all the time together in our mm-hmm. spiritual life. And then there's still things that we do separately. Of course. A lot of prayer. I fasted by myself before. We fasted together before. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's all about communicating to get those things aligned. Right. And then it moves into the next thing. Finances. You were just talking about. Mm-hmm. We start off in prayer. And then... Now, okay, what do we look like? Most people don't want a whole bunch of debt. All right, so we want to pay off the debt. Or maybe maybe not paying it off aggressively. Maybe someone wants right. to be debt-free and someone right. just wants to be, like, debt-stable. I got you. Come on, debt-stable. But I mean, the whys are important. <laughs> Sometimes I've experienced for us, we get frustrated with one another because we have a mindset based off of information that we've learned individually. Yes. You have to take the time to share that information that you learn. You might even have to show the resources that you learned it from. Yes. And I would I would get upset like you don't see where I'm coming from mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because you're not easily aligned. But he's coming right. from a totally different background of education. Right. And once right. we shared it and shared and sometimes it's just that patience to mm. one, be able to share and to be able to listen Right. And not think that you know all the ways, the, the mm. way, the truth, and the light. Mm. And so um, we put it on the table and then we create a middle ground. I love that. And move forward. Um, and what that looks like, rather, is a certain amount of savings in the account, whatever right. that looks like, right? And right. still, we still, for us personally, still have a portion of our finances separated. How would you, um, or how have you both dealt with like career goals and, um, like communicating about them, meshing them together? If you, um, want to speak to that, like, as a, I think that that's huge for anybody in our, um, age range for sure, because we got married at around 25, 26, uh, something like that. Yeah. Baby. Yeah, like 27, something like that. We got Damn. married in that fray, in that time frame. Most people who are 25 or in their 20s, anywhere in their 20s and 30s are not established in their careers. They might be in a field right. or they might have an idea of what field they want to move towards. I want to move into. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are not established yet. So you need to already, and I didn't realize this going into marriage, you need to already be open to shifts in career. Amen. Because you, your 20s and your 30s, is a big navigating time in your career. And for some people, it could still be 40s. And for some people, 50s. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in your 20s, I would say almost definitely. <laughs> and I would say, especially too, as a, um, when you're a creative person too. Oh my gosh. You're, you're going to ebb and you're going to flow. Right. Especially like, like with specifically with writers, right? There's pilot season, there's, all these different types of fellowships, there's these different programs you can go to, um, which is going to have, you're going to have a different probably like outlook and setup if you married 
a doctor or, you know, like a lawyer or someone who has. But how many 25 year old doctors, how many doctors in their 20s do you know? None. And even that has such variables because you don't know what you want until you experience it. So you can be moving towards being a doctor. Let's say this is the route I'm on. I, I plan on going to this school for this education. You don't know where the job is going to be. You don't know what the hours are going to be. You don't know if it requires you moving out of state. For sure. There's so many elements that come into building a career that that almost needs to be expected to be one of the most changing areas of your mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Especially when you consider adding family members at 25 or in your 20s, very often also, you have goals that are beyond Mm -hmm. where you're at. And you don't have a clear stepping stone of how you're going to get there. Or you may get there and decide, actually, this ain't exactly where I want (laughs) to be. I want to move laterally to whatever position. Mm -hmm. And every, for me, every friend that I have Mm -hmm. is in a different position at mm-hmm. a different company or has shifted some way in their career Mine during too. their 20s or 30s, if not once, multiple times. Mine too. So too. for career goals, y'all need to walk in flexible. Mm-hmm. I would say establish them. Know like, oh, they're goal-oriented and those things, and you value provision and certain elements, but those things will almost most definitely be tested. Right, right. Because they're going to test you as an individual. So it's definitely going to test you as a couple. As a couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've just been preaching today. <laughs> oh, oh, please. You have. Is there anything specific that you have on your mind um, towards this um, topic? Well, there was the one um, a marriage mission statement. That um, was that. I forget how we got here. I want to say it was again the premier counseling. Okay, but because we had pre- we were counseled for a whole year. Okay, so we had a lot of <laughs> we had a lot of things to cover. Um, but we decided to create a you know how companies have a, like mission, a mission statement, yeah, and that governs all of their from like operations to company culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we said, okay, well, we want to have a marriage mission statement. And that's something that we will use not only for each other, but to help remind us of the community with which we're a part of, not just of the um, big picture, exactly of the big picture. And so, um, we create, we sat down and we kind of, we did like a brainstorming exercise and came up with our one sentence, our one liner. And we don't always necessarily need it, but. <laughs> but um, you have a gauge of when you are and are not aligning with, with your mission. mission. Yes. Now, does the mission ever change? Um, our mission has not, has not changed. Um, okay. There are times where, like I said, we don't, we don't need it. Um, now what if, what if he came to you and said, um, I feel like this mission doesn't align with what I see for us anymore. You know, what's the flexibility with that and and change it? Like our, our mission statement is, um, is so when others see us that they see him. Okay. Um, and so if he if we needed to change that, we'd needed to have a deeper conversation. Okay. <laughs> so your mission but statement should be strong enough that it lasts through that, time. I agree with you, but that was just ours, right? And we because at that point I was coming from a place of, you know, like I don't want us to argue in front of other people. If we're gonna argue, I think we should do it. Um, I think we should do it, you know, in the confines of our own home. And then I felt I felt like, okay, well, if we, um, if other people see us, I just want them to see our relationship um, as, as a ministry. So marriage is a ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't take it, um, I don't know, I didn't take it to a different place than that. When I think of a mission statement, um, 
like you said, it it influences the operations and culture of a company, yeah. right? Yeah. So everything that you do underneath this mission statement should ultimately yeah. drive the mission statement to be true. For sure, for sure. But I guess because we haven't always hit it <laughs> is what makes me think that sometimes um, some people may want to add in more flexibility so that, I don't know. I think that sometimes missing the mark doesn't necessarily indicate a problem with your mission statement. I think the purpose of a mission statement is to identify when you're not hitting the mark. Correct. So not hitting it isn't a bad thing. It just means like this is what we need to work on because it's yeah. not it's not doing I just what like we set out it. to do. <laughs> <laughs> Goals. <laughs> I hear you, sis. I hear I'm you. saying I just I just like being in line with it. Um and like so sometimes when there's moments where where we don't um I found a few like scriptures that tend to work okay um and there's just three of them so like Colossians 311 3 sorry 313 um just bear with each other and forgive each other if any of you have a grievance against someone mm. forgive as the Lord forgave you Mm. I feel like in marriage it's really it you can be tempted to like hold a grudge and be angry and not want to forgive that person. Right. It feels justified. Exactly. But like we are called, especially us, to forgive and to move forward. Mm-hmm. And God has forgiven us for everything. So we can't just forgive some of the time. We have to forgive all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is Romans fifteen five, and it says, may God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. And I just feel like <laughs> patience and encouragement to get to complete harmony are just some things you're going to need in marriage. Um, especially because. Um, you were talking about it earlier about flexibility, I believe, um, in planning and in having like in the beginning of your, your guys' relationship and how I know for myself, like sometimes I just don't have it, um, especially if it's something that we've already talked about and it's something that I thought we've already come to an agreement about and then something right. that completely changes. Yeah. And um, it changes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that one and then the final one is in James. Um is one nineteen and it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And that speaks for itself. And you said that earlier, like just taking that moment to or those moments to listen to each other. You gave an example of how you and Ryan um had two different educations and how once you both sat on down all things, honey, you're not alone. <laughs> on so like all how you guys had that conversation and how once you, you spoke about it, then you were able to, to move forward. So I really, I really appreciate you sharing those, those examples with me, but those are just some of the verses that kind of helped me um, continue Especially because this is something that I've been um, um, toying, not toying with, but in some ways, like, struggling with. Right. Um, just in the the whole narrative of being able to to have those conversations. Because you know, and by now our listeners know, I don't like talking. Why are we, why are we doing it? But <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's definitely necessary. Um, especially something about your goals. Because like I said earlier, if you're both not working towards them together, um, it will take you a longer time to accomplish them. Mm-hmm. So 
You gave a lot of good little gems right now. I was taking notes, girl. Um, so I really love I really love this topic because I feel like right now, um, under the climate that we're in, mm-hmm. and it being both a pandemic and now um, such race stakes as far as our livelihood as Black beings in America. Right. Right. It's such a great time for conversation and also just an inspiration when we did talk about goals um, between you and I, it made me think of how often we see hashtag goals, hashtag relationship goals, right? Mm -hmm. Almost Mm -hmm. like one of those common like hashtag black love. When you see a beautiful couple, you may not know the details of their relationship, but you're like goals. That's goals. Like Michelle and Obama goals. Right. Right. Um, But what does that look like in the relationship building goals with one another independently and together? And one of the, one, a really great nugget that we both agree on is communication. Mm -hmm. So communication and just a quick tip for communication, something that, um, my husband and I did was we actually we've given tips on communication before. And another new one that benefited us was creating a communication example. So it wasn't my communication style. It wasn't his communication Mm. style. It was like, okay, there's this like third person and they are a perfect communicator. What are their attributes? Mm -hmm. They don't interrupt. They are you know, thoughtful. They do not, you know, whatever those things are, we both cast onto this third party that wasn't present what an example looks like. So we both right. we both came to terms on when we're breaking what we think effective communication looks like. Oh, I love that. And so we would say you're not being the example. <laughs> for us, that work may not, maybe a different phrase for another person. Like for that. us, it was like, okay, remember the example, our, right. our communicator example. Let's be, let's try to be like our example. <laughs> <laughs> so, because sometimes we do get um, frustrated while, while communicating. Oh, so communication is huge. You have to talk through all your changes and communicating what your goals are and what that means to you. Um, sometimes you're going to be in the supporting role and mm-hmm. sometimes you're the person who's pushing out and learning something new, which mm-hmm. in both roles grows the relationship. Mm-hmm. And again, big picture. Right. Um, another beautiful thing that, you have exercise is a marriage mission statement where your overall marriage has a goal. It's Mm -hmm. a big goal. It's pretty broad yet still has details of specific as, as far as the priority of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So every other underlying goal that you create from spiritual to financial and so on was still aligned with your mission statement. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. and then you gave some really, really great, um, some really great verses from the Bible. And something I picked up big time is patience and mm. encouragement. Amen. Encouragement being important. For sure. Patience is very important. And encouragement is to don't forget to encourage your spouse because when they have a goal, everyone wants encouragement. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants encouragement, period, period, period. It's so easy to tell somebody every hurdle that they're going to experience to reach a goal. But please let us take the time to realize how much people want someone to say, you got this, you can do this. I'm rooting for you. I got your back. What do you need from me? What does that look like? Let's Mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. You got this. Yeah. And when they do something, I see you, I see you and, and celebrate your wins. I'll just end with that. Like celebrate your wins, even celebrate the transition into change. Someone gets a new job. You move to a new state. Somebody's pregnant. 
somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are pregnant. Celebrate the transition into change, into Mm -hmm. a new goal. And when Mm -hmm. that goal is achieved, celebrate that too. And that Mm -hmm. celebration could be big or it could be small. It could Mm -hmm. be an intimate dinner. It could be a card. It could be. It could be just quality time, trip to the museum. It could be a party. It depends on the situation and everything else that we've already talked about. But make sure that you make time to celebrate those goals. That is also a form of encouragement. And with that, we're signing out. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much (laughs) for joining us. I hope that something was said that you can use, that that something that you are like, yeah, I've been thinking about that topic. And, you know, make sure you come back and check us out for our next episode. We can Bye. That. The information shared in this podcast is a reflection of our experiences and unique testimonies, which includes weaknesses and growing points. We realize that so many times the enemy will try to shame us for our process, when the truth is that our testimony is where our power lies. We are learning and maturing just like you. We are not a substitute for clergy, and any views or opinions represented in this podcast are solely ours or those of our guests. Our opinions are personal and not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Do you have any questions, comments, or discussion for future episodes? Email us at bandofeves at gmail.com. Follow us online at Band of Eves on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe and share with a friend.